It's episode 67. And today I'm rattling on about authenticity. Again, I have spoken about it a couple of other times on the podcast, but this time I'm really diving a little bit deeper to talk about how it feels when you are connected to your authentic self. My hope is by going over five ways that your authentic self shows up, it will help you really live into this idea of authenticity. I love authenticity, but it also frustrates me no end because I feel like it's a self-help buzzword that gets thrown around, but really defined very well. So my hope is that by going through five ways that you can know you're connected to your authentic self will make it easier for you to understand this concept. So that's where we're going. That's where I'm heading. I'm all tucked up in my office in St. Paul, Minnesota right now. It's starting to get cold and just really excited to be sitting down to record this. It feels like a conversation. Record this conversation for you. I do a lot of talking in these one-way conversations, but let's get going. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. So to give you a bit of a run through of how I'm going to approach this episode, I'm first going to cover what authenticity is, how I define it, so you can get a little bit clearer on what we're talking about here. Then I'm going to go over the prerequisites for authenticity. What are the must-haves before you can really live from a place of authenticity? Finally, I'm going to talk through those five different ways that our authentic self shows up, those indicators, those attributes that will help us know when we are living from our authentic selves. So let me jump right on in. What is authenticity? So I once defined it in a blog post and I found this blog post when I was researching my own stuff for this recording. I thought it was pretty good. So I'm going to use my own quote. I said that authenticity is about living your personal truth. It's about pushing through the voices of the world and your conditioning to connect with the part of yourself that is real, eternal, and true. Now, there's a couple of bits in there. Personal truth. To me, authenticity in its very definition is a personal experience. If we truly being authentic, if we're being real, then that can only come from us. So it is a personal truth. It's a personal experience. I also mentioned in that little quote that authenticity is when you are living from your truth. For me, when you are being authentic, you are living a life that is true to yourself And I would say your behavior is generally reflective more of what is stirring within you, those feelings deep inside you, 
than from what is being pushed onto you from the outside or society's expectations or trying to please others. Now, I did mention in one of the earlier episodes a little bit more around my story with authenticity and why this topic matters to me. I really got disconnected from my own truth there, especially in my early 20s. You know, just as I was trying to grow up and find my feet in the world, I became even more disconnected from who I was than I was as a child or as a teenager. And so it's really been a path for me to come back to find my own truth. And that's why I think it is so essential. It's really one of the things that helped me become the person I am today. What are prerequisites to authenticity? It's all very well to say, live from your truth. Like I said, people don't define authenticity very well and live from your truth is really not very action oriented in my opinion. I believe the prerequisites to authenticity are that you have to deeply know yourself. Now again, that sounds like it might be simple, but most of us don't know ourselves very well, like for real. This is the cornerstone of what I do with all of my coaching clients. I begin all of my programs with self-reflection and deepening their own personal knowing. I help them get to know themselves at a deeper and more intimate level. Our society doesn't really support or teach us how to connect with ourselves. So as a society, we glorify busy, we glorify success, we glorify rushing, and we are, as a group, perpetually stuck in doing. We run around doing, 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 doing. It's cliche as anything, but, you know, we're human beings, and I think we've forgotten how to be. Straight up. I think we're humans now because we don't know how to be. And we have this beautiful ability to be, to be with ourselves that many of us are completely disconnected from. As a group in modern day, I think we really are losing our connection with wisdom in so many ways. And if we look back, I think some of the wisdom traditions had some stuff right. We have forgotten to make space and room for contemplation. We are forgetting to self-reflect. We don't step back from our own behavior and look at ourselves. We don't question ourselves. We don't step back again from our lives. We don't give ourselves enough room to look back at our lives and think, is this what I want? Is this the life I want to be living? Straight up. We don't give ourselves enough peace and quiet. When I think about my daily life, I have to carve out the quiet moments. We live in a really noisy world. That wasn't always the case. Only a few generations back, when the sun went down, there were no lights to turn on. Yeah, you had beautiful candlelight, but there weren't TVs in the background and iPads beeping and phones making noise and I really need to fix my update because now I'm getting beeps every time I get a news update. I don't need the New York Times beeping me. Thanks very much. Our lives are noisy. They're busy. And so for us to step out, to step back 
and to contemplate, to be quiet, to reflect, that takes very conscious intention these days. The way the environment is now, it's something that we have to add in there. So the prerequisite to authenticity is knowing yourself. You have to have this connection with yourself. You have to be making the space to dive into your inner world rather than just live in the busy outside world. No kidding, there's an inner world. It took me a, it took me a while to find it too, but it's amazing. I've came across this quote by Sean Aker, which he's a pretty cool guy, so I thought it was worth sharing. We need to decrease the noise so that we can find a signal back to happiness in our lives. How good is that? It's so simple but so true. We need to decrease the noise so that we can find a signal back to happiness in our lives. This is what I would call authenticity. The way back to our true selves, it starts with decreasing the noise. And Sean Aker is a happiness expert. He's a psychologist. I would say that when we are connected to our true selves, happiness flows. We feel more fulfillment. I feel like it's a natural part on our path to happiness. Now, in terms of deepening this inner connection, getting to know your inner world better, getting to know yourself better, meditation, of course, is wonderful. But I know that not all people want to start there. That can seem a little like, whoa, that's a big commitment. I have a free guide with 21 journal prompts that is on my website, and that can be a beautiful place to start to tap into your authentic knowledge and your authentic self, to deepen that conversation with yourself because you can truly have a conversation with yourself, with your authentic self. And for me, writing has always been a really great way to do that. So whip over to my website if you're interested in starting a conversation with yourself and deepening your inner knowing and download that 21 journal prompts freebie. You'll see in the menu tab, there is a free goodies option. Go there, pop in your email address, and I'll bounce back with a link to download it. Now, I will say that some people have told me they don't get their links. I'm with MailChimp right now, and if you don't find it, please search your spam filters, your junk mail, but email me if it really seems to have been eaten up by an email monster. Okay, so... How do we know we're talking to our authentic self? How do we know we're connected? I've got five attributes, I would say. They're kind of like personality traits of the authentic self that I believe are fairly universal. So I'm going to run through them one by one. And I'm going to start with one that I think is super important. And that is that our authentic self is kind to us. When we're connected to our authentic selves, we are kind to ourselves. Now, I know many of us have a very harsh inner critic, a voice that says that's not good enough or you didn't try hard enough. That's not your authentic self. Your authentic self might want you to get up off your butt and try and do something. But when you're connected to that deep inner part of yourself, it's very really nudging you in a scolding way well I have never come across it myself personally it's more of a nurturing nudge 
and nurturing nudge. The authentic self is also calm. Now, if you're anything like me, I have a pretty busy mind and I have the ability to get pretty stirred up. I can get quite stressed and I used to, when I was a child, get very anxious. My mind is a busy place, but when you're connected to the authentic part of yourself, it really has a very calming and grounding influence. It's our thinking minds that are busy, overactive and flighty, but the authentic part of us is soft and peaceful and still. As a result, as I mentioned earlier, one of the prerequisites, you have to be quiet to hear it. It's not very often your true deep inner knowing screams at you. It's more likely to speak in whispers and nudges and you have to make the space in your life to be able to hear those nudges. You have to be quiet because the authentic self is quiet. Now this third point I think is super important. Your authentic self is wise. Now I say to my clients You are your own best expert. I truly believe this. And that is what I foster in my work with people. I help you find your own answers, the answers that feel good in your heart. But I help you clarify what that is, what your inner guide is leading you towards. Because I don't believe that you can go to a healer and get a list of all the things you need to do in your life. I think that no one has more knowledge on you. No one can be more connected to what you need than you can. The fourth point is that when we're connected to that deep part of ourselves, we feel more connected to the world around us. So if you have a super strong connection to yourself It feels easier to connect with the world around you. It feels easier to show up and be kind. It feels easier to be. The authentic self is kind. Kind to oneself, but also kind to others. Finally, that authentic part of yourself, it wants you to be happy. And that wisdom that knowledge, that sense of connection, the messages that you feel, the nudges that you have, the instincts that are rising in you. I believe they're guideposts to show us the quickest route to our own happiness. If we can trust ourselves, if we can show up in the world from the part of us that is real, then we feel happier. I hope those attributes have helped you deepen your understanding of authenticity as I see it, that true part of us and how we can connect from it and what it feels like to live from it. For me, when I talk about thriving, I believe as humans, one of our core purposes in life is to grow. So that means different things to different people. Not everyone has the desire to become an Oprah, but I do think that this need for growth is a core human ache. I think that when we feel stagnant, like water that isn't moving in a river that gets stuck in one of those pools, we start to feel stale too. We feel most alive when we're moving. 
The reason I think this is related to authenticity is that I think one of our greatest life lessons is learning to connect with the part of us that is true, that is real, so that we can be our own guides. This to me is self-leadership. Self-leadership is bred from authenticity. Now the five things I discussed are indicators that you're connecting with that part of you. As a quick overview, our authentic self is kind to us. Our authentic self is quiet. Our authentic self is wise. Our authentic self is kind to others and helps us feel connected. And our authentic self wants us to be happy. Like I mentioned, if you want to deepen that connection with yourself, if you want to get more in touch with your authentic being, the part of you that is real, that is true, that is eternal, as I said, then start putting some time aside to connect with yourself. Prioritize self-reflection. Do some journal prompts. Meditate. Build quiet time into your day. It's so worth it. Next week, I'm talking to Marcus Aurelius Anderson. He has a TED Talk on adversity, and he asks some big life questions. We're talking all about adversity next week. What it is, how it affects us all, and how we can start to overcome it. So stay tuned for that one next week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could, if you're not subscribed, hit subscribe. There is a new podcast episode every Friday. Also, head over to my website, www.thrive.how to get that free journal prompt guide. And I'd love if you could tell a friend, someone else who you know also doesn't want to live life at a superficial level. That's what we're talking about. How to live your life a little bit deeper. I appreciate you all. Thank you for being here. And I will be back next week. Till then, keep thriving. Thriving.